We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. And we're live. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of MDH TV. You know, I'm Tommy here with Dre, as always. And, you know, Dre, before we get started, you know, I wanted to ask you, do, do you think this is, do you think we're the last generation? You think we're the last go-round for humanity? No, no, I don't think so. Do you? I want to say, I mean, I don't, I don't think so either. But I bring this up because in the media, you know, they've been talking about, you know, a lot of world-ending events. They've been, you know, producing a lot of world-ending movies. I don't know if they're trying to fear-monger or something. But um, I bring this up because in... Uh, what's the Dutch? Uh, Danish? Where do the Dutch live? Oh, Denmark. Yeah, in Denmark. I think. Uh, I don't know, though. All right, let me look. All right, well, actually, it's more country, it's more um, places than just Denmark. I think Germany, uh, a bunch of European countries are revolting against their government. Oh, they're at least the farmers are right now because they tried to say, like, uh, a bunch of the farmers couldn't like farm anymore because of, you know, climate change and bullshit like that. Yeah. So these niggas, the Dutch, they went to like the the politicians' houses and sprayed like cow manure all over. That's crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. bro. Look, bro, cow manure is like kind of hard to get, hella hard to get out. Yeah, I bro. I got it that was... shit on my shoe, but yeah, actually, they're from ne the Netherlands and like Germany. So yeah, Netherlands. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, yeah, that's interesting though. Speaking of bullshit though, or not speaking of bullshit, because this part's kind of sad and it's not bullshit, but like. 12,000 cows died. Uh, maybe in like Texas, Nebraska or something like that. They all had a heat stroke and fucking fell over and died. Damn. How do you feel about that? I mean, like... That's sad as fuck. They was going to get slaughtered in a week. I mean, nah. I, maybe. I don't think it was a food place, though. Because, like, I mean, maybe. Why would you have 10,000 cows if you wasn't slotting them? Yeah, at least some of them. Yeah, God. God so, that's fucked yeah, up. They just lost out on a payday for about two, three weeks. Oh, yeah, that's, bro, that's a lot of cows, bro. If that's somebody farm, that sucks, nigga. You can probably get, like, how much money do you think you can get for a cow? For a cow? Probably, like, you got to think of all the meat that's on there. Like a thousand, maybe? That's it? I mean that yeah, that's a low ball. I don't know how much a cow would cost. I know horses cost like I know no. Nah, I thought if you like, buy a cow like a live cow, that has to be like twenty five hundred. 
Cause like a dog, yeah. some dogs are three thousand dollars. Yes, I I was thinking like, I don't know how much a cow costs. Let we let's let's Google it. Yeah, you actually, know. no. Let me share my screen. I feel like that's a good thing to do. We can start. Right. So like people could see what we looking at. It says two thousand five thousand. Oh, that's yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Like if you want to make an investment. So I mean, like. Yeah, you probably get in like at least anywhere between three to seventy five hundred from each cow, right? Yeah. And that means they fucking that means they killed. I mean that that means they lost like a lot. Damn near five hundred thousand dollars in cows. <laughs> oh, I'd be furious. Hell yeah. But speaking Me, of be, speaking of Luke. Cause you know I I, uh, I lost social media, and like honestly, bro, I was on YouTube today, but there was ads because I was at the school. So while I was on there, like I, I got exposed to the real world again for like a week. And bro, like the type the the amount like if you were to just watch the news and just look at shit constantly, like you will either always be angry or you'll always be sad. And I feel like they do that shit on purpose. It's like. I was watching this YouTube video and or not watching YouTube, but I was listening to a song on YouTube and the ad was like uh this like little girl and it's sad as fuck, like it really is. This little girl had like cancer or something. And I'm just and then the ad after that was like about COVID. And I'm like, damn, bro, they just like they just keep hitting you with this sad ass shit over or like shit that's gonna make you angry. And it's like, I don't know, I feel like that now that I've detached from it a little, a tiny bit, like I can see how they just pull strings or pull oh, yeah. strings with news. Exactly. Like, I mean, that you wasn't even like watching the news probably as much as the average person when you was or had social media. A lot of people, they just be watching the news literally three different times a day. Bro, old uh, people, younger people. So it's like, Bro, all you are doing is getting like more and more brainwashed. And that's why there's so many extremists nowadays. Cause it's like, bro, you seeing that shit 24-7. Of course you gonna like be like, oh my gosh. Ah. Bro, oh God. And like also I'm starting to notice, like, when people say you are what you hang around, like that's true too, but like you're also what you surround yourself with. And like when like now that I'm trying to like surround myself by shit that's not negative, you notice how much negativity there actually is in the world, and you're like, for real, that's crazy. Like, I think it was today or yesterday. The I don't know if he was the ex prime minister, but he definitely is the ex prime minister now. Yeah, you know, rest in peace to him. But the Japan prime minister got assassinated. Oh shit! Yeah, Obama like um wrote something for him on twitter you know that's the new thing you got to do when somebody dies apparently so um yeah that's what i'm saying like do you, how long you think we got left bro bro i honestly think we got a while left but like i Look, just I don't, huh over the four, i don't know if it was over fourth of july weekend or memorial day weekend but i'm pretty sure it was fourth of july they had robot police dogs in mm -hmm. Florida. Remember, we was talking about that shit a couple months ago. Yeah. Like, I was like, why do they got robot dogs? Like, what's the point of having them? 
and they was putting guns on their head. And they have robot police done dogs now, like in, in the United States. They put guns on their heads? I don't know if they're I mean they were putting guns on some heads. I don't know if they were like on the heads of the ones out, you know, patrolling. But yeah. imagine, bro, you walking down the street and a robot dog patrolling you. Like God. But you, back think that, you think that'll be a good thing? Cause like they won't be racist. Nah, because I feel like, you know, like, you got to think about it. Cops, every, you got to think about how much shit is illegal in this, in this country. If you jaywalk, that's illegal, nigga. Oh, yeah, what if a dog just. (laughs) Yeah, you feel me? Like, it's a robot dog. You can't even run for that shit. Cops, like, overlook, like, a certain amount of, like, bullshit, you know. Not, not saying they don't, you know, fuck with niggas over bullshit, but, like, they do over overlook yeah. bullshit ass laws that they're like, why the fuck? Why like I'm not about to fucking ticket this nigga for walking across the street at oh. not at the crosswalk. That's crazy. The dog though, the nigga might bite you. Like we, I don't know what this dog is capable of. So like, bro, that's crazy. It yeah, might be more racist. It's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be speciest. Bro, oh god, what if that nigga starts protecting dogs like crazy, like crazy hard? Oh, I was just thinking like humans versus robots. <laughs> but like, no, nah, I'm thinking like, what if he really starts to develop like some type of consciousness and he starts, bro, I've been saying this shit for the longest time, but I was like, what if dogs came down from like an alien world and they came and looked at us like they'd fucking, they'll want to like get rid of us humans. Cause they'll be like, bro, these niggas are holding us in bondage. They fucking, you know what I'm saying? They, they 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 retarded our whole speech. Like imagine if a god wolf came down and was like and seen what we did to wolves. Like we literally bred them to be retarded so we could domesticate. Like that's you know what I'm saying? That's kind of crazy due to another species on the same planet. But what if that dog, that robot dog, develops his consciousness and like he's like, bro, like we've been down for too long. And then like another one, then they form this like coop deep or no, this uh Coop, coop, coop the top, coop, 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 coop the top, and fucking take over the world, and that's the end of us. See how everything's go. You just asked me if it's the end of end of the world. Maybe with these robots. Um, you know, I think that that, that was like a great symphony. Um, <laughs> uh, I think you should write that idea down, make a movie on it. Right, uh, I, I might, cause I've been thinking about this. Nah, thing. cause I think that's that's. No offense. I think that's the most realistic place it'll ever exist. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, right, you know, I think that's happen. a, I think it could happen. I think, you know, a movie is like <laughs> how it's going to happen. No, <laughs> okay, okay. Nah, but you, you know what? Cut that out the pod down there. Damn, nigga. A nigga might steal your, no, nah, oh, I don't, yeah. but a nigga might steal your idea. You got to get on it. No, oh, but he can have that one. I got this, I got a couple other ones from movies and shit. Yeah, I got some movie ideas yeah. too. That's why, bro, I just need to be put in a position to like. Bro, for real, like, we going to branch out every, bro. So, a couple, uh, I don't know if I talk about this on the last spot or not, but I think it was like a couple, maybe four or five days ago. Uh, I was with these niggas, right? They they wasn't niggas. They were like some white dudes. But, you know, I was just, you know, talking as myself, constantly speaking. 
I was like, yeah, I plan to be a millionaire by yada yada age. And I was like, and then I want to hopefully hit a billy by like 30, 35. And they was like, you're never going to be a billion. Just like completely shot it down. I was like, damn, like you don't even have like the idea of what's going on in here. You feel me? Like, you know, like I got so many avenues of industry I want to not only get into, but be a, a stake in you feel me because like it's not even just about me you know it's about us yeah as a community you yeah. feel me it's about uplifting the community and your family so like that's why i'm like it's really like i feel like i was and i don't know cocky shit it's like it's not cockiness it's confidence you gotta believe in yourselves yeah and you know this can be a segue into this first oh wait well i got something. no 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 but I'm not going to segue in it yet, but, um, basically like, I believe like I was blessed enough with the brain and abilities and skills I have in this life to you know, at least put a crack in that, you know, barrier between realities of, you know, black people and just the world in general and to, make my and to lift my family out of you know the generational curse that has been put upon us i i believe that if that doesn't happen in my lifetime i feel like that's that's honestly the pressure on myself and i don't feel like i'm under pressure so like i that's something like i honestly like believe so you know what was you about to say before uh we we go into this i was just gonna say this to like to all the people listening you feel me look Everything starts with an idea. Everything starts with, no, nah, everything starts with an idea. So, like, I feel like in this, well, not in this generation specifically, but just a lot of humans, when they, like, when they think of doing things, they always think it's so far-fetched. But, like, it's really not. Because I'm not going to say we all on even playing fields, but, like, I feel like our brain is our most powerful thing because it really is like it's our perception it's our world like in our mind we can create our own world so reality only exists in your mind exactly so like your whole perspective on life is really based on your mind so if you can change your mind you can change the world essentially in your eyes so yeah that was just like a little just just for people to get the idea that they can be great you got to think it first. Exactly. And that's like a great segue into this first topic I wanted to talk about. And, you know, it's like nowadays, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of changing a little bit depending on like the type of person you are and like what you're confident about. But nowadays there's like this argument between somebody being too confident and somebody being cocky. You know, and I feel like there's a fine line between the two, even though like they often get confused with one another. And like Kanye said, you know, something like what he said, I was just like, bro, that's some real ass shit. He was like, what does it even mean to be too confident? Like, how can you be too confident in yourself? How can you believe in yourself too much? And I feel like that's like a real thing. Like, just think about it. When you were a kid, you believe you could do anything. You could, you believe you could fly, 
And you're not going to go up to a kid and be like, nigga, you being cocky. The fuck? So no, it's you, like, no, a kid. Or you being, he's confident in himself. I feel like that's what most people, he's a confident human being. He believes he can do anything. It's like, through life, so many people lose that inner child they have on themselves and like, just become bodied out adults. So they become like, the very thing that took away their inner child without even knowing it. So when they see somebody they age or a little younger, a little older than them saying, you know, I believe I can do this. I believe I'll do that. It's like, bro, shut up. Life has hit me down so many times. You can't do shit because it's hit me down. It's like, it's really depressing. Yeah. And you know what they say? Misery loves company. So I feel like a lot of people, they're not necessarily miserable, but since they don't believe they can do it, they don't believe other people can do it. And it just spreads like wildfire. Like if you hang around somebody that doesn't feel like they can be anything greater than like being a worker or whatever, they're gonna pull you down at the same time. So you really gotta watch who you surround yourself with because For real. like they're like I've had teachers tell me that like I'm an idiot. I've had teachers tell me I had <laughs> I've had teachers literally ask me, like I did this project one. And I had this teacher literally ask me if I went in the bathroom, smoked, and then did my project. Like during school, not even, it wasn't even homework. It was some shit we did in class. Was and it's just serious? like, bro, yeah, he was dead. Bro, that nigga was, bro, all the teachers at Valley, like towards the end of my career were assholes. And like, it's that's what I'm up. saying. Like, <laughs> huh? That's fucked up. Bro, hella fucked up. Bro, I remember I came to class with my haircut. And you know what I'm, you know, like, you first cut your hair off from having like this shit. You 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 bro, you subconscious. Yeah. You like damn nigga, I'm bald. Hell yeah, bro. When I'm not I cut used to looking. Bro, exactly. And then on my head. Bro, walk into class. It's like second period, maybe fourth. He like, oh, you look like a fake Frank Ocean. I'm like, bitch, how? How do I look like a fake Frank Ocean? I'm fucking light skin, first of all. <laughs> but like, that's just racist. Yeah, but no, nah, niggas just be saying shit to like hurt. And hurt, it, it hurt and hurt people hurt people for real like for no reason yeah it's or not like he didn't have to do no, one that's your teacher so that's that's crazy in itself nigga you 30 something years old she don't stop flaming me i'm 17 no nah, it's like he's supposed to be fucking teaching you though you're not supposed to be bagging on you god. you gotta deal with that <laughs> oh god but like but i feel like luckily i was able to like withstand that but a lot of people can't and a lot of like negativity comes from people's friends because i'm not gonna say like teachers do that to every student but like friends do that to each other and they don't even know and then they're sitting here just like getting shitted on and then you start to look at like okay well i gotta be realistic look what my friends are doing they're all you know what i'm saying they're all about to work at an office get paid $68,000 $68,000 a year, which is good. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not bad. I can live a normal average life, but like, you feel me? It's like the more I hang out with myself, the more I just feel the confidence. Yeah, I, for like real, bro. Isolation is like, because this is the thing, like, you, you exist in your mind, you know, your whole reality exists in your mind. So when you come on this 3D plane to meet up with everybody else, if everybody is saying you crazy, everybody else who don't believe in themselves, who have 
allowed this world to, you know, beat them. If everybody's saying you crazy, you're going to start to believe that shit. Yeah. So it's like hard, bro. Like, that's why, like, I, I just don't give time to the bullshit no more. To be at, all. at all, bro. I was running the other day and, like, right when I started, bro, it was honestly one of the, like, hardest runs to start. And I started, I was like, bro, I'm just going to run, like, a mile, just chill. And I never run a mile because a mile just feels like I'm not trying. So I'm, yeah. like, running. I start off and I'm, like, back hurting and shit, body hurting, just woke up tired. And, like, I get to the – I end up, like, going farther than a mile by the beginning. But I end up getting to this point where I'm running up this hill. Running up that hill. And <laughs> bro, that song hard as fuck. But, yeah, I'm running Wait, up this What hill. song is that? Uh, the one by the one on Stranger Things. I don't. It's by Kate Bush. Bro, Stranger Things is cold as fuck. I ain't even watched that. I watched some of it, but like, I don't like watching shows with kids. Fuck kids. But uh, okay. No, I was watching Spider Man last night, bro, and like, that shit was so cringe. And I'm in the back of my mind. I'm like, these niggas are thirty, like, fucking acting like they're in high school. It's it's just it's just odd. Nah, yeah, I don't like that but like stranger things is different they don't like and it's like actual stranger things is one of the only shows like i'll watch with like my little brother tiger because like they're not trying to act hard on it they're not trying to you know do like the fucking uh you know riverdale shit where they got teenagers having sex and shit that shit's weird yeah i like they they have the kids act like kids they barely even kiss in the show yeah, but I it's like, like action enough to where it's like, bro, this shit is cold. Yeah, I like how like the Stranger Things cast is actual kids, but like I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably give it a try if I got some free time. But like, fuck that shit. But like I said, I was running up the hill, and I was into myself. I was like, bro, this shit not gonna get no easier. Like, it's just not. It's just gonna keep getting. It's just going. It might get harder, but it's probably just gonna stay the same. And like some parts of it can be harder, and I'm like. Yeah, that's just that's just literally how life is. Like it's just, oh yeah, not gonna get easier. It's just gonna get, it's just it, it it's not gonna get easier. You just have to make it easier for yourself to deal with the bullshit. You feel Hell me? Yeah, just be able to and that's a beautiful way to look at it. Yeah, because it's not easy. It's not. It never will be. Life I feel like people search be. for that. I feel like people search for that easy life, and then they never find it because it's just not. Unless you were just born into it, but even then, like. I feel like the whole point of being a human is the complexity and the difficulty of it. Of life itself. So I think that's, you know, brings up a great point. Do you think life is, you know, there's meant to be a struggle in life? Do you think a life without struggle is like a a life without meaning? I think a life without struggle is impossible because I feel like our brain automatic no matter what it's just it's just because it's something that we're born with we're born with anxiety we're born with fear we're born with all these things these chemical things in our brain that happen when something happens so I feel like you can't like your brain is going to find things to latch on to to stress you out or to give you anxiety because in a sense all of that stuff is healthy you know not 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 a, a high amount of it but like you need anxiety, you need stress, you need fear, you need all these little things in order to like be successful. To survive. That's how yeah, we survive. Exactly. So I feel like if you were to not be 
anxious or like if you were to just have a completely quote-unquote happy life you wouldn't really have a life at all and you wouldn't even be able to know what happy is because you don't know what the opposite is so it's just gonna be like you're just gonna be a I don't know. You're not gonna have no emotion because you don't know the balance of emotion or the the spectrum of emotion. Exactly. I think you know that's a great point you made because, like, if you're just living on this plane and, like, you know that that was actually a great point because the struggle of you know happiness, if you think about it, is sadness. You know, like the struggle to get to happiness, you gotta go through sadness. Exactly. And vice versa. So, like, you won't know the difference of anything. You're just going to be a robot. Exactly. See, robots don't struggle. They just know shit. Yeah. And I think that's, I think another reason why, like, a lot of rich people have problems, like rich kids more so, is because they never really, like, it's, it's something beautiful about having a struggle to get somewhere. Like, yeah. at the end more so. But, like, even while you're in the middle, it's like, okay, like, I'm handling my trials and tribulations now. So they I'm about to be over this. Yeah, exactly. I'm about, you know what I'm saying? There's that hope that like, I'm just going to get it out the way. But like, you never faced it. Not only do you not know how to face it when it comes. Because it's going to come. Yeah. But also you may feel undeserving of it. And in addition to that, it's like, it's like the alchemist. You ever like, this is a book called the alchemist. Right. And they send this, this dude, I think it, I forgot the name. But he's trying to find, oh, like Salvador or something. So he's trying to find this gold or some shit, like some shit, some shit to save his life, to find meaning. And he ends up going along this long ass journey. And on a journey, he meets like a whole bunch of different people that give him wisdom. And then he makes it to the end and finds out that there is no like actual physical thing that's going to give his life meaning, but rather it was a journey. So I feel like yeah. that journey is what makes it all worthwhile. That struggle is what makes the happiness even noticeable, and but it makes it all the greater because when you're starving, cake tastes better than it does when you're full. For real. Or when, you know, you haven't had sweets in five years, cake yeah. tastes better than it does when you have it every day. Yeah, exactly. Life is all about balance and you can't have balance without struggle. You know, that yin yang effect. That's yeah. why they got the little dots in the middle. Exactly. Because, you know, chaos has to be contained in uh, calmality. But it also has to be present. More important, most importantly, it has to be there. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think about society, you feel me? <laughs> society, the literal idea of it is insane. Yet we make it work. Yeah. The little white dot in the middle is the craziness, you know. Everything we do is crazy. We're all crazy beings. But since we all know that, we try to act like we're not. So the white part is us acting. That's society, the white part. The black part is us. We're crazy in society. Then you go to the other side. Craziness is, you know, the big part. And the white dot is you know, society, but it's reverse because the society part is the craziness and we're living and it's living in us. And you feel me? That's what's making us crazy. Society is making us crazy. Yeah. You know what? You know, what's also interesting about the society that I always think about. I'm like, bro, this is the craziest thing that could ever happen. 
like the fact that we're a species of animals on a planet communicating perfectly with well not perfectly but almost damn near as clear as you possibly can we can all bro there can be fifty thousand of us in a room imagine you put fifty thousand dogs together in a room they'd they'd probably have like five that come out alive but like you can put fifty thousand of us in a room have one person perform or like do about 10 people perform and everything's all kosher but it's like it's so weird how we built this like conscious rule of what normal is when we don't even damn nigga when we don't even live in a normal like circumstance like this isn't a normal occurrence yet people want to is that fake yeah <laughs> yet people want to make all that shit was real cool. yeah but no, nah, no, nah, that's facts. Like, I think we forget. I think we forget how we're like just animals at the end of the day. So it's like, bro, we gonna do some crazy shit every once in a while. We animals, man. Yeah, you know. But we we like we gotta give ourselves a pat on the back, bro. We gotta give ourselves the hugest, bro. I literally said I went to this fucking rodeo fair. And I'm like, it's literally Mexican, white people, black people up here. Well, it was like two black people. It wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah, it was like two black people. But like niggas had on, or not niggas, but people had on like cowboy boots and shit, band. I'm like, you know what? I literally uh, told the person I'm with, I'm like, you know what? This, like, this is, this is beautiful. This is human, like we're communicating we're not like it's all peaceful everything's fine like and i literally said the same thing i was like imagine if you did this shit to lions like they'd be fucking tearing each other apart but like yeah we're able to do it so i feel like i know people say humans are bad but like we're honestly a mirror because look at like nigga we have caught we could fly you can't no monkey fly bro like that's what i'm saying like if you think about what we like for those of y'all who believe in Darwin's theory, I'm going to just, you know, talk from y'all perspective. Bro, we start off, like, literally, like, damn near dead last. The biggest comeback story ever. We had to fight oh, against lions and shit without Dying guns and shit. We had rocks to throw at them. And, and, oh, and we could climb in trees. But a fucking jaguar can climb in a tree. So, like, bro, we really, like, the greatest yeah. underdog story ever. Oh, God. And, like, before we get out of before we go on commercial break, I just want to leave y'all with this. It wasn't the biggest Buffett slave that changed the world. It was the smartest. There's this song on Jay-Z's uh, album called Magna Carta, and it's called uh, Fuck Up This World. Bro, and that song is so true. Because, like, if you think about it, Black people literally got to fuck the world. Like, fuck the whole system up, everything. Like, fuck the way the world works in order for it to be equal. Don't be good, my nigga. Be, be great. great. Yeah. Ain't that, ain't that, bro, that's like, that's, it just shows, like, the difference between, like, black. Oh, let's, 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 let's talk about it. Let me ask you something. Do you feel like there's different obligation for black celebrities and, and white celebrities? And do you feel okay. like yes. black people should have more of an obligation because they're black and do you feel like or do you feel like white people should have more of an obligation because i'm not gonna say it's their fault particularly but a lot of people look at it that way 
you know, I think this is a dog-eat-dog world. So, like, how I'm looking at it and how it's always been since the beginning of time, you know, nobody's ever going to have pity for you. Nobody's going to feel bad for you. You know, these niggas don't feel bad for you. You need to get that out your head. So, like, you know, you got to look through the world with different lenses. Of course, you know, as a human being, it's not their responsibility to do anything. You're a human being. You made it for your family. You do whatever the fuck you want now. You know, that's the contract you sign as a human, you know, once you're born. You're just living for yourself. But, you know, when you look at the societal setting we got, you know, it's an obligation to that black celebrities, you know, you know, if they choose it to be. Like I said, at the end of the day, it's up to you. But, you know, I feel like, if you're not, if you're a black celebrity with the voice that has, you know, that knows what black people go through, especially in America, and you choose to, you know, just walk away with your money because you were able to get on an escape, you know, boat or an escape pod, you know, that's, that's just, you know, karmically fucked up. But, you know, again, it's your choice. Like, I'm not going to put that on anybody like they got to do it. You know, it's not it's not that's not like the rule of life. You're not yeah. forced to do anything. But like as far as white people, should they do it? It's like, bro, this is a doggy dark world. You know, like should they do it? Yeah. You know, it was fucked up. And if they really were sorry and they really wanted to, you know, make amends, they would do it. But like I'm not going to expect a handout from nobody because I think we got the tools in today's society to like really get, you know, get whatever the fuck we want. So that's what I'm trying to do. You feel me? Just, I really believe, I really, really believe that if you just work hard and put your best foot forward and are consistent and put out like the best quality stuff you can and whatever you're doing, you like everybody has the potential to make it in some sense of, yeah. of the word. Yeah, I I mean, I agree with that. And to add on to that, I feel like a lot of black, black celebrities, like that don't come out as like, you know, active, active in, a, in like that sense, they get chastised for it and almost not pushed to the side, but like almost outcasted from, from black people. And from, from, from like, the community of black people like we've seen it like I feel like Tyler creator since he wasn't very like he wasn't very like act uh, no he kind of was but I don't think a lot of people seen him as such so a lot of people no nah, you can take Kendrick Lamar what you mean Kendrick Lamar he always raps about you know the black struggle and stuff what you know is him just rapping about his life but when all this Black Lives Matter shit popped off, people expected them to like drop an album or like come make a big ass Instagram post or some bullshit. You know, he he showed support. He was at protests and stuff, but he he didn't make it a social media thing. And people were like saying he just riding the wave of, you know, the black struggle since he's like a celebrity now. And that's why, bro, this Mr. Morale album, bro, it might be one of the greatest albums of all time. I gotta our, uh, or of of our time of our time because bro like 
the whole thing, he's talking about his pain and his struggles as a human being and how people are putting him on this profit level. Some shit he never wanted. He like, nigga, I'll just make good music. And like, I'm a human being. I'm expressing my struggle, my pain. But I never wanted to be some sort of like, you know, God figure to you. And that's why, like, there's the song Savior. He's saying, you know, um, J. Cole made you think about it, but he is not your savior. You know, Kendrick made you, but I am not your savior. And he's just saying, we are not your saviors. We are not your saviors. Um, And then at the end, uh, he has a song about, like, how it's like, uh, he got, like, a transgender cousin or something. And how his mom gay. And like just a bunch of shit, like, like father issues, and it, bro, it's a, it's a fire album. But at and it, bro, this nigga has Kodak narrating it, so it's like really like. And if you don't know the story behind Kodak, Kodak's like literally the definition of made it out the hood and changed his life because nigga could have been dead like a lot of people we know in middle school. He been on that thug shit since middle school. Everybody knew him for it. He was known for that. And then he started making music and got up out of that. And Kendrick had him narrate the album, which is some like cold ass shit, just like in the psyche, like what he was talking about and all the issues he deals with being a former person in that life, in the gang life and having like the current day, like persona of a famous gang rapper narrated. That's like genius. But at the end, um, the nigga, he uh there's like this chorus that repeats and he's like i choose me i'm sorry i choose me i'm sorry and he's saying like yo all this shit going on in the world is sad but i gotta choose myself because of all this shit i got going on with myself and that's the thing like yeah one kendrick does so much for the black community already but even with that instance black as a person you're not obligated to do anything you don't want to so like that's I want to ask you, do you think people are wrong in, you know, thinking he should have said something about the whole George Floyd stuff? Or do you think, you know, he's right and you know he gotta choose himself? Of course not. I feel like especially now <clears throat> especially nowadays, well, I don't know if it's nowadays, especially, but there just seems to be more celebrities or like self-proclaimed or like social media claimed celebrities and oftentimes we confuse those people who are like influencing celebrities as like smart or like leaders or intelligent which they, I mean maybe some like I'm sure a lot of them are like Kendrick probably is but just because this girl like I feel like a lot of times people get famous like Kendrick is a good example for music yet they want him to be like an activist and like the, all this extra shit, but he, he just makes music. Or not just makes music, but that's what he does. But like, for example, somebody who's a model might say in the interview, hey, this is, this is, you should do it like me. Or like, they're just gloating about how they, they made, made it. Yeah, they made it, but also like trying to push you to do the same thing. But it's like, we're not all the same, you know what I'm saying? And exactly. Not in what why I'm saying that is because celebrities oftentimes say things that worked for them or that did something for them, but like we're not all Kim K. Like everybody can't just make a porn video and do it like Kim K. You feel me? So 
the reason why I say all that is because people got to understand that these celebrities aren't us. They're just normal people who are put on a pedestal because they're good at something. So for people to be looking at celebrities and other people for their opinion or for them to save them, it's like, don't, you're not, don't even look at them like that. They're, they're just people. They're, they're famous because they're skillful in a field, not because they're profit. Exactly. Not because they're some type of Jesus type figure or anything like that. So yeah, to bring it all to answer your question, I don't feel like there should be any obligation for a rapper to speak about political issues or any issue that's even outside of what he wants to talk about, or especially anything that's outside of his field of what he does for a living. Exactly. And it's like, you know, that's why I think, you know, the internet as beautiful as a thing it is, it ultimately is the thing that will end humanity because people don't give a fuck about each other no more. You know, people don't care about you as a person. They care about you as a name, what you're supposed to do, what they think you're supposed to do. Like people, if you think about it, nobody really thinks of like Kanye as like a human being when they in his comments talking all that shit. They think of him as Kanye, a fucking billionaire dude that, you know, like they think of him as some sort of different type of entity. They think of Kim K when they under all her fucking like, bro, for you to like want to comment under every single one of Kim K posts and her not know you at all is crazy. It's kind of, no, it's it's really weird how people comment on celebrity shit. Cause it's like, the only reason why I would comment on somebody's shit is cause I want to reply or like, I want them to see that I complimented them. But like, what are you commenting for? Like, just to fucking put, just to have your name next to her post, like, just yeah. to have a comment on what the fuck she doing. Like, she gonna see that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, like, what are he? Yeah, like, what are people leaving comments for? Expect nah, the ones where they're talking shit. Okay, I get it, but like, if you leave a hard, <laughs> if you leave a hard eyes and like the wet emoji under Kim K shit, or like, you trying to bash Kim K for how she look, it's like, it's like. She don't care about you. Well, I mean, she might, but even still, like, she not going to reply. Like, you just want to be seen. You just want your opinion to be out there. So you can exactly. say, it's I like, have to say. Everybody's new, just got something to say nowadays. God damn. The new social currency is one made of likes and hearts. But you only get those hearts when you trade in your real one. Mm. Bro, yeah, like, I've been listening to a lot of people who are, like, famous or whatever. Or not famous, but wealthy, rather. And, like, none of them have social media. And I'm not going to say I get why, but, like, I I do get why. Because (laughs) it's like, when you're on social media, people create the world for you. Because you're only scrolling through seeing other people's shit. And you get to see their world, but you don't get to see like your own and make your own. Like, I don't know. That was just that. That's just how I've been like taking it in. Pause as of recently. Nah, nah, that's like a real good observation. Um, because like there's so much like bullshit that goes on on social media that like 
becomes your life. And yeah. it's like people don't want to deal with that shit all the time. Bro, oh my no. God. Like just all the drama, like golly. And also it's really not worth it. And also just like how much time you actually have to think to yourself. Like, I mean, not to yourself, but like about yourself rather than other people lives or like videos online or something because with so many distractions you don't even get the time to really think about your future think about your mental health because they're all what you're either doing work or like at school or in your free time it's your brain is being uh what is that called what is that called uh stimulated 24 7 by some outside force so it's like yeah you never just get that time to just like think and like that's why i've been going on like i walk to school and shit and back and they'd be like 15 20 minute walks and like a lot of times i'll just stop listening to music because i'm like when do i ever get this time to just think like just straight think without music without lyrics without me scrolling through some shit i can just sit here and think that's why the greatest thing to do is read you know the man who doesn't read has no advantage over the man who can't yeah and I feel like reading ruined, I mean, reading was ruined by schools for a lot of people. But like, I mean, I'm, I ain't even gonna sit up here in front like I'm just some big ass reader because I'm really not. But yes, I, I can kind of get, I, I kind of get where that, I, I get where that's going. But I feel like it's a little different nowadays. Let me, let me ask you a question, right? So back then, back in like the 19, a lot of those quotes about reading books are kind of old. Or not old, but like most quotes are kind of old if you think about it. Do you feel like the idea of reading books back then was the same, was the same, like literally the same as reading books now, or was it just seeking knowledge? Because that's what most of the time books like were back then, or like that's why you would read a book is to find something out. So do you feel like it's like it's the same thing? Like you should actually read literal books or I think it's like see I think they meant seeking knowledge, but I think it translate per it translates perfectly. Even when you watch a documentary, you know, your brain is being stimulated by a bunch of different things that wasn't originally there. When you were reading, your brain had to do a lot of work while it was learning about something. You had to use your imagination. With documentaries and shit, they're showing you everything. You're hearing everything. You don't use much of your imagination. You're taking in a lot, but it's also being, you know, create a documentary is created in a certain way to have a certain opinion, to persuade somebody a certain type of way. When you read, yeah, shit might be written a certain type of way, but you can always take that step back and think about it because you're visualizing it in your head and, while you're reading you know literature and you know like so many people have gotten away from reading just because they're lazy like you know and you know I, i'm not like you said i'm not gonna act like you know i'm just like the coldest nigga in the world you know <laughs> like i don't be like reading as much as i should but you know when i do like get in my groove see that's my thing like i i have spurts and i need to like that's the consistency part. But when I get in my groove, like reading's the shit. Like I'll read a whole book in like two, three days. Bro, I bro, I I, I don't even have spurts of reading, bro. Like I'll you know what? I'm not gonna say that. By the end of the summer, 
end of the summer, I'm finishing this book I got. That's 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 the plan. And then by the end of this year, I'm what book is it? Me. So I got two. I got The Prince by Machiavelli, which is honestly, bro, short as fuck, but it's hard to read. It's like hard to process the information. And that's another thing about reading too. It like it it just makes your brain work so hard. Like when you're reading yeah. a hard piece of literature, like because I've I've oh, yeah. watched plenty of videos on the prince, but I never read it fully. And well, I'm starting to read it now. And like I'm like, bro, I gotta read each page three, three, four times just yeah, to understand what the real. Fuck is going on. And it's it it makes you work for it. But yeah, that book, and then by the end of the year, it's called the the intelligent investor. It's like it's by some niggas, but Warren Buffett like co-signed it. So those yeah. two. I gotta make another uh because remember at the beginning of the year we made those <laughs> uh whatchamacallit? The New Year resolution. Nigga, it's already July. Can you believe that? Yeah, bro. bro crazy. Wild. I gotta make another uh vi- that's like gonna be my video probably. Not for next week. I got next week videos, but for probably Sunday, the following Sunday, uh, or maybe that Thursday or something, that's going to be my video because, you know, I'm going to only have like two or three this time. One of them is going to be the posting. Well, I'm going to keep that one. One of them is going to be the reading because I'm in, like, I really want to start reading again. Yeah, and that's probably going to be my only two, to be honest. It's probably not even going to be a whole video. Just because, like, bro, it's honestly crazy, like, how hard it is to stick to shit. Oh, you know, like, my God. And, then, you know, the biggest thing to me is, like, or the biggest thing for me is I just be forgetting about shit. Like, I've had this book in my backpack. And, like, I've been wanting to read it. But it just seems like every time I have free time to read, I just don't think of reading. Like, it's just the last thing. So I got to start, like, setting alarms or something. Yeah, for real. But yeah. But yeah. Um, you were talking about Jay Z earlier. Yeah. And I wa I watched a couple I've been watching a lot of music docs recently, you know, trying to learn about the business and shit. And uh I watched the Jay Z and Rockefeller and Dame Dash like documentary and how Ooh. that nigga is the coldest nigga in the world. Jay Z. Oh. That nigga is so cold, bro. So cold. But um so basically, for those of y'all don't who don't know, this nigga Jay-Z has always owned all his masters except to his first album. That's crazy. Like back yeah. into like that was before niggas was on this like independent rapper wave. Like yes. that's great. I had and I didn't know that means this nigga is rich. Cause he has he's had like eleven number one albums straight. Nigga, bro, great has owned them outright 100 wow. right? Bro, this nigga, like one, they made the coldest record deal. Like, after watching that shit, I was like, nigga, I might not even need it, like, find a deal. You make your own label and just yeah. sign with the distribution company. Like, yeah. it, it's not like easy, but like that's like really all it is. That's all these labels are. You feel me? Like. But um, they doing the shit that we're doing right now, just on a, a higher level and a higher like frequency. Like there's levels to this shit, obviously. But this nigga Jay Z, bro, he him and Dame Dash made Rockefeller, 
and uh made it like a super big company. Dame Dash started doing some nigga shit, wilding out. Jay-Z was like, you know what? I'm about to make this big business move. Basically left Rockefeller, signed to D- Def Jam, was Def Jam was like over. So him and Dame Dash um shared a 50% of like everything, like broken down, like all the, ro- like everything that they were making. So when Jay-Z left, he went to Def Jams, who had 25% with his 25%. So now he was the outright owner over everybody, became Dame Dash boss. When Dame Dash was like wilding out, he was like, Jay will never talk to none of y'all without me. Because he was treating Jay like he was just a rapper. Like he wasn't taking him seriously as a business move. And this nigga Jay-Z, the coldest nigga in the world, like, when he let the news that like he was leaving Rockefeller and he was about to be his boss, the nigga was like, um, he told him at dinner, he was like, it's not personal, it's just business. Yeah. Nigga, that's the coldest, like that nigga Jay-Z is a cold nigga. But um, so basically, Rockefeller, like they left, Dame Dash left with Rockefeller. That shit damn near crashed. Jay-Z wanted the rest of his royalties back. So well, no, Def Jam gave him his royalties when he signed that deal. That was a part of the deal when he left Rockefeller. So um, he was about he wanted to buy the rest of Rockefeller so he didn't have to de- deal with Dame Dash no more. And Dame Dash was like, fuck it, I'm going to sell it to him because I don't want to deal with him. I think he sold it to him for like a million or two million or something. And then like literally like six months to like a year later, fucking Jay-Z sells, uh, no, not Rockefeller, Rockware. Cause they they had came out with a clothing line. Jay Z sells Rockwear to this company for like fucking two hundred and four million. So like the nigga finessed them basically for thirty mil, like <laughs> underpriced the the shit. And um, and they went to court about it. he only paid five hundred k. So nigga like was up a hundred hundred mil on these niggas. And uh, bro like. Nigga is just the coldest nigga, but basically I bring this up um, because like now Dame Dash is like broken shit and he like spiteful, hate Jay-Z and shit. Do you, and if you look at Jay-Z, he a billionaire, like he can obviously help the nigga out, even though, you know, we was talking earlier, like would he really be helping him out? Do you feel like, you know, Jay-Z or if let's say like, for instance, no, no, I get, I get your question. I get you. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel I'm like he's obligated to help him out since, like, he helped found his career or found his career, find him, and blow him up? I think for it, I feel like for Dane Dash, that's an insult. Like, I feel like if if you were if that were to happen to you, and like just say that happened to us, right? We were to like make it to that level, and then you 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 do the Jay Z shit, and I'm just Dane Dash, like. I'd feel a little offended and like sunned almost that you just like, you gonna buy my shit. You gonna buy, you gonna split from us, buy buy our shit, sell our shit for way more and I'm just broke. And then you gonna ask me if I need help. Like I'm gonna feel like him. No, no, he didn't ask him if he need help. Like Dame Dash is like, I I know that's what I'm I'm saying. Like that, like, I don't feel like he should be obligated to help because I feel like, like I said, that would be an insult to Dame Dash as a man. Like, cause I feel like if you, if you expect somebody's help or you're just like waiting on somebody's help, it's like, 
you know what I'm saying? You you created half of, of Rockefeller, like as Dane Dash. That means you have the like he has the potential to do something else. And I feel like babying him, being and you know, being like, oh, no, I mean, I'll get you back, or I'll pay you back, or I'll give you some money. Like Jay Z would say, that's like, come on, bro. Like, I don't know. I think it's one of those like things that he definitely shouldn't feel obligated to because that's a grown ass man. Exactly. But also, uh, but also Jay Z specifically, let's be honest, like, Jay-Z, I'm not going to say he put Rockefeller on, but he put Rockefeller on. I mean, he's one of the greatest rappers of all time. Exactly. Collectively, like, you know, consents. For a reason. Dane Dash, let's just say Dane Dash took off with it and started, like, did his rap career. He probably wouldn't be as big as Jay-Z. Nah, he can't rap. He was just, like, a glorified hype man, kind of. Yeah, well, same thing. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, damn there, that's like damn there just riding the coattails of, like, Jay-Z and just being, like, I'm the business side of it. Especially Jay-Z doing the business and the rapping. It's like... Well, at first he wasn't, though. That was the thing. Oh, he was just doing the, the, the rapping? Yeah, but, like, he wanted to get in the business and Dame Dash wasn't taking him serious. And he was like, all right, nigga. No, nah, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, but that's why I'm like... Dame Dash wasn't taking the nigga serious. Yeah. Like, and, like, the people was, like, heads around Dame Dash was telling them, like, yo, Jay is about to leave. He was like, he would never leave. Shut up. Oh. He was just, like, totally in denial about it. Bro, one thing I've noticed about these mob niggas, because I've been watching their interviews, is the niggas that know how to make money know how to make money. You feel me? Like, period. Like, and them niggas have been in jail for 14, 20 years. Well, maybe not 20, but they've been in jail before for a long-ass time. Like, I think this one dude was in there for 14, 19 years. Got out. Bro's a millionaire now. He's a millionaire before he went to jail. He was a millionaire when he came out. So I feel like people who know how to make money know how to make money. And I feel like Dame Dash probably knows how to make money. And, and Jay-Z probably knows that, too. So it's like, you don't need to help him. Or, like, a lot of people, like, if you know how to make money, you should, like... Well, nah, he don't know how to make money. He broke. Well, I, I mean, I heard he had some shit going, like a movie or something. But, nah, he, he was never, like, really a good business, man. He just had talent in, in Jay-Z. Oh. Well, then, yeah, def- I mean, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, I feel like if you know how to make money, then you'll make money, no matter what. So you think, like, it's just, like, you know, Jay-Z don't owe him nothing, right? Look, I'm going to say this. Before I say anything too brash, I got to watch the documentary first because I don't know how much Dame Dash did to put Rockefeller on. Because, like, right now I'm thinking he just was like, you feel me, the, this Jay-Z. Like, nah, him and Jay-Z created Rockefeller. But, like, he started wilding out, like, a lot, and Jay-Z wasn't fucking with that. And, like, he wasn't taking Jay-Z serious. So, like, Jay-Z was like, you know what? I'm about to, like, you know, take take this next step. Yeah. Then I, you know, I feel like Jay-Z shouldn't owe him anything. But, like, so I got to watch it. I yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. It's on YouTube? Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. Is it, like, that four-part series or, like, three-part series? Nah. There's oh. a four-part series one? Yeah. I, yeah, I want to watch, like, a longer one. It's a... It's a four-part series on the the rise, the fall. No, the rise, and then, like, when they're at the top, the fall, and then, like, after or some shit. They got Kanye in there, everybody. 
I mean, not Kanye like speaking in it, but like they talk about Kanye and shit. Um, you know, yeah. I, wait, who is it? Like, what channel? Bro, I don't even know, but it's it's like a not a big channel. It's like this. All right. But it, just look up Rockefeller, the Dynasty documentary or something. Yeah, bro. Like, cause Kanye ended up being the biggest like nigga they signed, and Jay was like, "Yo, we should sign him." Dame Dash was like, "Hell no, nah, we don't." I heard sign it was him. the opposite. Rapper. Oh, I heard it was. Uh, hold on, I'll tell you guys what I heard right after this commercial break. Welcome back from the commercial break, everybody. How you guys doing? We're doing fine. Uh, if you guys did, if you guys don't remember or you clicked off. We were talking about the whole Rockefeller, Jay-Z owning his masters. But specifically, we left on on who wanted to sign Kanye. And whole time, I thought, see, because on The Breakfast Club, they asked Kanye, they was like, uh, like, talk about Dame Dash or whatever. And they are like, that's who the song Big Brother was really for, because he was the one that was like, really thought he could make it and then Kanye was like yeah Dame Dash was a little bit too harsh but also him and Dame Dash were so alike that he wanted to learn how to be like Jay-Z so he went with Jay-Z instead of Dame Dash just because he wanted to learn like how to like carry himself in a more nice you know what I'm saying more composed yeah each type of way yeah so uh well so i'm confused so because but i heard so i heard that dame wanted to sign kanye but kanye chose to go with jay-z instead of dame dash because what you mean they there's no going with one over the under other they were under the same label I th- maybe it was when Dame Dash split from Rockefeller. No, 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 no. They that that happened way after Kanye. So then why is Kanye? So why did they say he's unloyal for choosing to go with Dame Dash instead? I mean, choosing to go with Jay Z instead of Dame Dash. Who said that? The Breakfast, like they said that to him, and and, and Kanye was like, was it a little, uh, like. Now he didn't say the word fake, but he said something like to to that extent. He was like, "Was it a little un like was it a little fake?" Yeah, but I had to do that for my career. Uh, bro, just well, that's this definitely not around the time Kanye was getting signed, but like uh, I know. Well, at least from all like the docs, like. The Kanye docs I seen like Jay was the one like Dame Dash he he wasn't like really or maybe like maybe when he first got see nah because Big Brother was on graduation yeah. so like when he got signed that was like college dropout so like when he first got signed maybe I'm wrong I might be wrong but uh, maybe it was Dame Dash that signed him nah because like remember. When he first signed with Rockefeller, they only really wanted to sign the nigga for his beats. But yeah. they know, like, he was going to sign somewhere else as, as a rapper because he wanted to be a rapper. So Jay and Dame, like, 
they're both they were both called on interviews saying like yeah we kind of really only wanted him for his beats but um they didn't want to open his recording budget like either of them but then fucking yay spit a verse for jay and got on the blueprint two right or three he got on one of the blueprints with a verse blueprint was it might have been blueprint two it wasn't he wasn't on blueprint one he had like i know like i think it might have been two yeah maybe it was the black album one of those no, nah, I think it, it was probably Blueprint. Nah, it was one of like Jay-Z's early albums. He like spit a verse and got on it. He was like, closed mouths don't get fed. If you wouldn't have said nothing, you would have got on that. And then that's when he was like, you know, this nigga like actually kind of code. So he wasn't going all out like saying, yo, we need to, you know, let this nigga record. But he was like, he recognized like, all right, he's good. You know, he's not no trash rapper. But like, he wasn't going to back for him. But neither of them necessarily, like, Dame Dash definitely wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to put Kanye's music out. It wasn't until Kanye fucking bombarded him with the Through the Wire video where they was like, all right, let's put this nigga music out. He being annoying. That's fucked up. Hell yeah, bro. Like, he nigga had to throw a whole release party, record a whole ass video with his fucking mouth shut wired shut for them to be like fuck let's just let this nigga record this shit bro that's kind of how i want to do it though dot 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 i don't i ain't gonna say nothing else but uh speaking of uh kanye west you know what i'm saying there's been a lot of news going on with these uh like big big ass snails in florida they're like taking over, which is actually people don't think that's a big ass issue, but this has been like a trend in Florida for a very long time. And there's been a lot of like invasive species being brought there. And they've been like killing the natural wildlife and shit. So like how you feel about that? You think that should you think you think that's cause of, you think that's okay? In Florida? Yeah, bro, you know, Texas has like the most tigers or like the most lions in the world. Texas. Yeah. I I honestly did like in zoos or just roaming around? I think just roaming around. Like what? Bro, I really think so. I it may not be a tiger or a lion, but it's some type of animal that you would not expect for Texas that. Or maybe Florida. One of those one of are those are they mountain lions? Nah, they nah, they a real deal. Like bro, like fuck. they big ass like lion lion. Bro, I think so. I'm bro. I maybe. I gotta see some some proof about this. Hold on, let me hold on. Let me let me bring up let me bring up my share my shared screen. You know what I'm saying? So if it is a boofer, I mean if it is a blooper, y'all get to see. But so does Texas have the most tigers? Okay, maybe it was tigers. Oh, second largest. After India. That's fucking crazy, bro. That is crazy. In Texas. Y'all see that? See? Maybe you know what we talked about. Kind of. Second, second largest after India. That, so that means they got more than Africa. Let me pull that more, back up. Oh, yeah. They got more than Africa, more than South America. Bro, like, but, like, how do they, like, how do they know this, though? I don't know. They said, uh, Austin. Oh, Tiger. Let me look up tigers in Texas. See, look, it says it's nearly impossible to, 
Like how how the fuck they know how many tigers is in Africa? They like going. You think they going around Africa like, all right, nigga. I mean, bro, how can they differentiate the tigers? Oh damn, that's fucked up, bro. But like, then they really got no. Nah, they got shit. They got these niggas in neighborhoods. Look, bro, have you bro, that's seen? Crazy, bro. Have you seen the pythons in Texas? That shit is crazy, bro. These niggas swallow. I mean, not Texas. Uh, Florida. These niggas swallow whole alligators. Look at that shit. Look at that fucking snake. I mean, this is Florida, not the Amazon. So that's what I'm saying, bro. This is in the Everglades. Florida uh, eating alligators. But there's hella shit out there. Yeah, hella. Look at this shit, bro. These niggas are eating whole alligators and letting that shit sit in their stomach. You know, the whole, um, that's where Brian Laundrie killed himself. And he, and he wrote in his um, notebook, he was like, I'm going to let the alligators eat my body. And they found fragments of his body left. Who's Brian? Who is this? The nigga who killed his like girlfriend or wife. Oh, the one that uh that like Gab is her name. Social Gabby? media c- couple. Yeah, Gabby Petito. Yeah. Damn, bro, poor girl. It's like it's like, bro. You think you know a guy? You know what I'm saying? Like you date the nigga. Bro, I think like it's poor both of them, cause like, you know, like his family life fucked up. Her, well, both of them dead. First off, you know, and like. You know, like, I have more sympathy for, for you know, people who fuck up than most people. Because I'm like, you know, he not just a, I don't think he was just an evil nigga. I think, like, they was dating. It got in the heat of the moment. He fucked up. You feel me? And, like, you know, the nigga fucked up did way too much. Because, nah, he said he pushed her. Like, in the notebook, he said he pushed her and, like, she hit her head. And... Whoa, whoa, this is actually what he said, which, like, we don't know, like, if this is true or not, but he was, like, she slipped and fell, and, like, I don't know, but she, it was, like, she slipped and fell, and, uh, bro, she was, like, about to die, and, like, they were so far, like, they had one on a hike, so this might be cat, but it honestly could be true, and she was, like, um, please don't leave me here like this, put me out of my pain or whatever and like he like took a rock and like ended her shit oh my he killed her that way bro he couldn't kill her a better way i'd have hated her bro i wouldn't have paused i that was a terrible thing to say yeah (laughs) (laughs) if that was me in a situation where a girl told me to put her out of misery i would just try to suffocate i wouldn't take a rock and fucking bash her face well, I, maybe that's not how I I I think that's how the I'm bro. But yeah, sure if that if that really happened, then I, I I feel sorry for the guy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel sorry for for both of them tremendously. But at, at first, I thought he like I, I was under the impression that he killed her, chopped her body up, and hid it around like you know like dug it somewhere. What, bro? Where that's he really the body up from. Bro, that was really no. Nah, seriously, that was what I thought. happened. And I thought she was vlogging all this shit too. Cause I thought, well, I, she was, right? She was like TikToking me. Yeah, they was like vloggers. Yeah, but like, yeah, so I thought this nigga, while the camera's off, like strangled her to death, cut her up, dug her, dug a hole and put her in there. I didn't know, like, it was like potentially on accident. Yeah, yeah. So, but like, 
again, nobody really know, ever know. Yeah. But, um, you know, before we get off here, you know, some quick dingers. Did you hear Donald Glover got a New Balance deal? Shoe deal? Another rapper to get a shoe deal. You know, what What do you think this new, you know, frontier, you know, is, is what do you think this is? I think it's really smart because I feel like for the longest, all shoes, like, at, or like cool shoes for the most part were like basketball-centric. Like, you had LeBron's, KD's, and like Jordan. Well, Jordan's kind of crossed over, but most of them, no pun intended, most of them stayed the same like stay towards basketball. So I feel like trying to make something for the more casual person is a real good is a real good marketing scheme. Yeah. Look at Tyler, the creator shit. Like his shit is huge. Like his converts are huge. So Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like all the bro, Kanye is really like a pioneer because like he fought so hard to get in the music business. I mean get the music business and the shoe business. And now you got Tyler you got yeah. Donald Glover. You got Pharrell got his own shoe, right? Kendrick. Like, Kendrick. Kendrick got his own shoe? Yeah. I know. I think it's uh, got all these niggas. I think it's for ASIC. It might be for ASIC or like somebody like that. Fucking lame uh, man. I forgot. I think I think Drake got a Jordan or a Nike. Yeah, he got like Jordans. Bro, Travis. Yeah. And that and that's the thing, bro. Like. I feel like now that now people are starting to realize that like people these celebrities these celebrities are like uh influential, not just like they're influential in style. You feel me? Like and I feel like for, for a long time people just like didn't think of that for some reason. Like nobody thought that if you put like imagine you put a like the Beatles, like you put a Beatles emblem on a Nike, like that shit would go crazy in the 60s or whatever, like whoever, whatever shoe brand was popular in the 60s. Cause it's like the Beatles. It's just like every like soda, like when people endorse sodas. I wonder why nobody thought for celebrities to endorse shoes until like recently. For real. And bro, Kanye was so right. He was like, bro, I'm making y'all so much money by wearing this. People think it's cool because I'm wearing it. Exactly. Well, no, nah, that's what Jay-Z said. Jay-Z and Jane Dame Dash, they was like that when they made Rockwear. They was like, um, they bro, this is how like J they've been like that for so long because Jay-Z and them were they was like that back in the 2000s, like yo, we want to like you know work with y'all on some partnership, and they just laughed it off was like go make some records. Yeah, and he was like, We are selling so much money for y'all. That's why they made rockware in the first place. Yeah. But um, yeah, bro, that's crazy. Um, last thing before we get out of here, I wanted to talk about is bro gunna. They said he, he got denied bail. His trial is set for 2023, so next year, February. And they said it's unlikely he's going to get out before then. Yeah. I mean. I feel real bad for him. I don't know the extent of his charges and what he did, but from what I'm, like, clear on or what I know, all the nigga did was, like, rap lyrics in a song that he might have or might not have known uh, Young Thug was talking about like a hit he had committed in a song. See, like, and if that nigga's in jail for awaiting trial on a Rico charge for that, that's like, that's how dangerous rap rap music is, bro. You know who Mac Dre is? That's unfair. Yeah, he got he got charged for like some shit like that, but he didn't get no Rico charge. He only got like five years. Not only, but he got five years. But 
I feel like that's the that's the scariest thing. And like I said earlier in the pod that it like you are who you surround yourself with. <clears throat> and I truly and, and in today's world, in today's laws, you really gotta be very careful who you surround yourself with because as we can see with six nine gonna <clears throat> like these dudes weren't doing the crimes. They were just quote unquote conspirators to the crime. And it's like Oh God, like exactly. people be mad at six nine for snitching, but like that nigga wasn't doing shit but, but putting his homies on and yeah. fucking rapping. But not only that, it's like if it like if I were to walk into a room, right, and say I'm signed to Young Thug, and Young Thug is well, I ain't gonna say he pistol whipping somebody or like you know what I'm saying? It's just maybe they're talking about some shit. And like I just walk shit, into shit. Yeah, and I just walk into the room and I hear that conversation. And let's say they have the room bugged. If I just hear that conversation and don't go snitch on the nigga that signed me and all the niggas that I work with to get money, then I'm going to jail for conspiracy. You know That's what I'm saying? So like, man, I think this is this is just like an eye open. It sucks that he's the example, but somebody had to be example. Like all these people that are trying to act tough, hang around tough people, like especially in the rap industry that aren't really like that. And we all know who some of them are. Like that shit could really get you caught up. Not saying Gunna was, but that shit could really get you caught up just for being around those people. Yeah, bro. It's like, it's fucked up. And nah, my thing is like, I mean, I don't know. Because some people's like, they're going after all the YFM, but they only targeted certain people. It's like, why don't you go after Cardi B? Why don't you go after Jack Harlow and all these niggas? Like, I don't know. I feel like they're just a double standard. Yeah, like what did Gunna do that was like, I don't know. That's that's why I'm saying I don't know what they got on this nigga. But I'm like, what did this nigga do that was so like crazy other than some fucking rap lyrics? Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, bro, like it's really not cool. It's not okay. Yeah, it's not. But at the same time, not for Gunna, but like at the same time, you gotta know about that life. But it's like, you know, this is really the last thing, but like, you know, for the Britney Griner situation, right? A bunch of people are saying like, it's fucked up. If it was LeBron, she would be out already or he would be out already, which is probably facts. That's probably true if we all, if we being real. But other people are like, LeBron would know not to do no dumb shit like that. And like no Russia laws, like LeBron wouldn't go to Russia for a bag. So, like, do you think, like, and she just pled guilty and she faces up to 10 years. So, fucking pled guilty. So, like, uh, she's basically hoping Biden come rescue her. Yeah. One, do you think she would still be there if Trump was in office? Two, do you think Biden's going to rescue her? And three, do you think it's fair that she's still there being that LeBron would probably be home by now? Okay, so for... Oh, just to say this, her, I guess her wife or her, her girlfriend is like pleading for Joe Biden to take her out. But to answer your question, do I feel like she would be there if Trump was there? I mean, shit, probably not. Cause like, he wouldn't have got ASAP Rocky, yeah, D'Angelo Ball. Yeah, he freed ASAP Rocky. And like, I mean, ASAP Rocky might be a bigger name, but like, that nigga. Oh, he freed Leangelo Ball. Yeah. Oh, for real? Remember when they was stuck in China? Oh, for that, for I didn't the know. Stealing? 
No, I didn't know that. But like, oh, shit, you did, bro. You probably did. But yeah, that bro, that shit was serious. They was like in Chinese jail for like three days. Like him and like two other UCLA students, and Trump went and got them niggas. Yeah, that's fucking. That's hard. Yeah, so probably not. But do I feel like Biden's gonna do it? Probably not. I I just I don't. Think <laughs> I don't think that nigga cares enough. Like, I think he acts like he cares enough, but he don't care. And then yeah, last he's gonna week, be like, "Dang, this shit gonna actually take effort." Yeah, I gotta nigga. go there to Russia. Fuck that. And then, and then the last one, do I think it's messed up? It's gonna be LeBron. I mean, like, kinda. You feel me? But like, that's just how the world is. You know what I'm saying? Like. Cause you gotta think about how many people, how many people's lives would you fuck up if you took LeBron away from basketball? Like you took him if you locked him up in Russian jail. Like I fuck up but, a lot. Of people but lives. still, like niggas shouldn't be above the law. That's the same reason Barack Obama not in jail. Cause like how many lot niggas lives would be fucked up? Yeah, if no. Barack Obama was. I'm not saying he should be free. I mean, honestly, I think if any American citizen is locked up in another country, they should try to get him. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not saying he above the law. I'm just saying that's how the world works. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's probably why he would be free faster than Brittany Ryan. Hell yeah. Would you but, fast? Nah, you know, I used to, like, work out with her a little bit when I was younger. Is she bad? No, I'm just but you know that's going to be it for this podcast y'all if you made it this far thank you for listening you the real mvp yeah appreciate all y'all love all y'all you know y'all the greatest remember to go outside today y'all hear the birds chirping maybe well i hear them chirping and it's a beautiful sound so go get some sunlight go sit get some positivity and be the greatest you you can be yeah this is mdh tv signing out